At Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, our mission is simple, to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. Polyps are one of the most common colorectal conditions occurring in 15 to 20% of the adult population. If a polyp is found early, doctors can remove it and stop colorectal cancer before it starts. Here to give us the facts on colorectal polyps is Dr. Stephen Nurkin, Associate Professor of Oncology at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Dr. Nurkin, thank you so much for your time today. So let's start right here. What is a polyp? Thank you very much for having me on here. Um, so a polyp is a abnormal growth of cells that occur within the lining of the colon or rectum. And we have learned that they have some precancerous changes to them uh, that now most polyps don't become cancer, but pretty much almost every cancer originates from a polyp. And we just don't know which ones are the bad actors. So uh, we try to remove them all whenever we see them um, uh, for that cancer prevention. So they are an overgrowth of some abnormal cells that don't belong there uh, that, do, that decide to go uh, haywire and just start growing in the lining of your colon. Uh, and they do have some precancerous changes to them. Um, and again, that's why we, we want to get them out when we can. Well, those are good distinctions, and good to know that a polyp doesn't automatically mean cancer. So do you remove them all the time, or do you test some of them? And if they are benign, do you leave them, or do they all have to come out? So it's an interesting question. Um, Where this stems from are from uh, large population-based studies. And, you know, this is a bit difficult uh, to uh, study, we don't know all the people that have them or the natural history to every polyp, but one of the most uh, recognized studies uh, done here in the United States, and there were similar studies done abroad, uh, is called the National Polyp Study, where they looked at over 10,000 people that had colonoscopies, and they looked at specifically those that had specific polyps called adenomatous polyps. And what they found were that if you had a colonoscopy with removal of a polyp, of this kind of polyp, you had a 53% reduction in dying from colorectal cancer over the next 15 years. And for that reason, it's felt that colonoscopy with removal of polyps prevents cancers and saves lives. So, There are polyps that come in different shapes and sizes. Um, Most of them can be removed in their entirety, where you don't just biopsy them. Sometimes they're so small that even the biopsy means completely excising them because they are, you know, quite small. There are some that grow significantly larger that sometimes uh, can't be removed with standard colonoscopy techniques and require some more advanced techniques. And even when those advanced techniques can't be performed because of the size of the polyp or the difficult location, um, then even sometimes surgical uh, resection is recommended 
once again, to reduce that risk of cancer formation. Are there any symptoms with polyps? So for small ones, often not. And that's why screening is so important. Um, you know, we really try to push our population and, and um, our patients to get appropriate screening because often they don't present with symptoms. Um, when they get larger, sometimes they can. And that's usually in the form of sometimes some bleeding, um, change in bowel habits, um, Sometimes anemia will get picked up um, on some, you know, blood work. Um, other types of screening can sometimes identify uh, polyps as well, uh, not just with your standard, uh, your gold standard colonoscopy. There are some other tests out there um, that people may have seen and heard about, whether on TV commercials or um, during their research of sometimes you know, testing your stool either for blood or for DNA, those kind of things. And sometimes those tests can pick up polyps. Uh, but usually when they become larger is when they start to develop symptoms. So that's why it's recommended, recommended to get um, screening, of course, when appropriate. But then also if you're starting to have those symptoms of, you know, maybe some uh, bleeding or abdominal cramps or a change in bowel habits or anything like that, um, some some of those similar or, you know, unexplained weight loss or loss of appetite, those kind of things, um, that's signifying something going on maybe in the GI tract where you really should let your doctor know, and sometimes that'll prompt a workup. It's good to have that checked out. So, Dr. Nurkin, can you share with us the latest screening guidelines? Yeah. So, it really is based on the individual's risk. So, there are um, people with that are considered average risk, so those that uh, have no uh, personal or family history of polyps or um, cancer or medical conditions that increase your risk of developing colorectal cancer, such as inflammatory bowel disease, like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. So if your average risk with no family history, no personal history of polyps or cancer, uh, then right now the national recommendations are to start screening at age 50 with um, a colonoscopy. If you have some increased risk factors, such as some of those medical conditions or family history or certain hereditary conditions, then those screening guidelines change, but it is based on your individual risk that you really should speak with your doctor about. Um, what is of note and important is that we are starting to see uh, an increase in early-onset colorectal cancer, uh, which is quite alarming. Um, so I'm often seeing patients diagnosed at the, in their 30s and 40s even uh, with colorectal cancer. And like I said, it's quite alarming, even to the point of where... Um, you know, these, these are in people that maybe don't even have some hereditary conditions, and we still don't know definitively the reason for this, um, but we are learning, trying to learn more and more about it. Uh, but the issue is that often if you're in your 30s or 40s and you maybe have some bleeding um, that continues, that's going on for a while, what's, uh, what's worrisome is that sometimes these um, people are discussing it with their physicians, and because they're maybe on the younger side and thought to not have at risk for colorectal cancer, they're just being told that maybe it's a, you know, it's probably just a hemorrhoid. Don't worry about it. 
And unfortunately, you know, these patients are coming in with later stage disease because they're not getting worked up as you would appropriately get worked up, you know, if you were older than 50. Um, so it, it is concerning and it's something that we have to educate, you know, physicians about, um, general practitioners and also the community about getting uh, appropriate workups even if you're under the age of 50. So if you do have high risk for colon cancer, obviously you need to discuss that with your doctor and then they will certainly move that screening up from 50 to, to whatever it is, you know, sometime earlier in your life. And these are slow growing, right? Because if you go in at 50, you have the colonoscopy and you get the all clear, traditionally it's, uh, okay, we'll see in 10 years. So these things are slow growers. If one is found, does that window close then? If you remove a polyp, what is the time frame for getting the next one then? Right. It, it does change depending on your individual risk and also what's found at that individual scope. So if that um, colonoscopy is performed um, and it does find multiple polyps at that time, then yes, the interval for your next scope will change. Um, and depending on what is found and how many polyps are found and um, if these are some higher risk polyps or not. So for that reason, um, yes, the interval will change depending on what's, uh, one, your first, your individual risk, but then also what's found on colonoscopy. So Dr. Nurkin, you were talking about this being discovered earlier in life. Are there general lifestyle changes or dietary changes or things we could potentially do to ensure colon health? It's a great question. And, you know, one of the most important things that we're always trying to look for, not just for the treatment of cancer, but pr cancer prevention. Um, and with regards to colorectal cancer, which is if you eliminate some small skin cancers that are removed every day, colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer in men and women in the United States. Um, and what's even more important and, and needs to be recognized, it's that it's one of the most preventable um, with screening, um, for sure. So screening is one of the more important things that you could do. Um, with regards to prevention, um, other than appropriate screening, is uh, good heart-healthy living that we, a lot of the population knows about is also very similar to uh, or what's good for your colon health. So um, stop smoking. I'm going to say that again. Stop smoking. Whatever you can do um, to, to, to be able to quit that awful habit, um, not only does it increase your risk of so many other diseases aside from COPD and cardiovascular risk, but it also increases your risk of colorectal cancer or colorectal polyp and cancer recurrence. So definitely stop smoking. Um, diets high in fruits, vegetables, um, uh, avoiding some of the red processed meats. Again, that doesn't mean that you can't have a steak once in a while, but, um, you know, things in moderation for sure. You know, life is for enjoyment also. I tell that to my patients all the time. But, you know, really your diet should focus on uh, good heart-healthy eating, which includes fruits, vegetables. Uh, try to get up. Try to stay active. Um, you know, sedentary lifestyles, obesity also are associated with development of colorectal polyps and colorectal cancer. So, um, you know, good overall health uh, is, also good for your, is also good for your colon. 
Well, Dr. Nurkin, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.